The Cooped Up Podcast is brought to you guys by Anchor.fm. People are always asking me, Koopa, how do I start my own podcast? And my answer, Anchor is the best place to go. Anchor is the easiest way to start your own podcast. It's free and it includes easy to use tools to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Not only is it easy to use, but Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on sites like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many, many more platforms. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So, do you want to start a podcast about sports, music, literature? Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Cooped Up Podcast, the podcast that has played maybe too much Pokemon the last couple days. Maybe. Slight possibility. As always, folks, my name is Koopa, and each week I sit down with one of my friends, and we talk about all the happenings of pop culture and everything nerdy in between. And folks, we got a treat for you guys today. Uh, it's if, Listen, if you're a fighting game fan... It's been a it's been a big week for us. It's been a it's been quite the week. Uh, my bingo board is in is in shambles right now. But uh, <laughs> I couldn't I could I couldn't go out this alone. Uh, I had to bring in one of uh, I had to bring in the big guns, a big get, uh, somebody with over twenty thousand followers on Twitter. My God, <laughs> how did that happen, bro? Yeah, <laughs> I think a lot of us are asking the same question. You <laughs> you recognize the voice? He is a uh pokemon caster uh smasher slash rapper did i get that out of order i think I. yeah it's all right man it's all right you you were close (laughs) i tried i I worked eight (laughs) hours today i'm falling asleep at the wheel here yeah uh, if you guys haven't already guessed uh i brought on first time guest long time friend uh max ketchum max how are you man thank you so much for uh gracing me with your presence today i appreciate it yo thanks for the invite man um great to be here Always good time hanging out with you, of course, on or off the mic, and uh, I'm doing pretty well. It's been a long day for me as well. Had a long night of grinding and you know degeneracy, but here I am. <laughs> yeah, you, when you tweeted today, it's like I think there's I've lived like the, the most like unique life out of, out of like <laughs> most people, and I'm just like honestly, yeah, it's 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 pretty uh, it's pretty no contest uh, in my end, but. Yeah, listen, I gotta. I always like to start off these podcasts with new guests. Of, of, it's basically an avenue for me having a podcast is to force my friends to tell me that they're friends with me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yep. So, I got you, bro. I got you with the vouch. <laughs> Big vouch. Thanks and for saving my grandma from a burning building, too. Hey, listen, man, it was hard work. I had to, you know, I had to drop my Ferrari off the, at the daycare, but you know <laughs> what? It was, it was all worth it in the end. And. Yeah, listen, uh, I've, I've told the story, you know, candidly uh, in a not recorded setting, but yeah, Max, if it wasn't for you, I don't think I would be anything like remotely, uh, you know, I wouldn't be as remotely rooted in the Smash community as I was. In fact, it, I, li- I literally would not have because I would have not gone to my first local if it wasn't for you or one of my first locals. Yeah, that is true, man. We were doing it big back at Hitbox, um, as big as possible in the, the small hallway that that venue was, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Koopa came through to some of the locals that we were hosting up in North Jersey and, you know, he lived close in the area, but like Smash was kind of dead around us, like Morris County, like, you know, super North Passaic County and West Milford where I grew up and stuff. So, um, yeah, I guess that is kind of true. Like if there wasn't anything that close, then maybe we wouldn't have seen Koopa or at least not for a couple more years, but 
Hey, man, don't yeah. sell yourself short. You've, uh, you've made it plenty far on your own, man. I'm definitely proud of how all my sons have grown up since those days. Thanks, man. All I've ever wanted was dad's approval, really, at the end of the <laughs> day. Yeah. I'm like 11 months older. Than <laughs> no, right? You're only like a little bit older than I am. So, uh, listen, man, our, the, the family tree definitely uh, you know grows in ex- exponentially in these woods. Uh, no, but yeah, listen, I was I was a, a, a budding gamer on. Uh, I just made my Smashboards account. I was looking for places to go, and lo and behold, there is a local in a strip mall, uh, literally in a stop and shop. Uh, mm-hmm. and Inside of it. it, yeah, literally that. <laughs> like it, it feels like so great to just tell the war stories of like those early days of like hitbox arena and you know when it really started to pop off for those like couple of years that you know it was there and it was it was a lot of fun and you know we met each other there we we, we got in cahoots and then we got into bigger cahoots as we mm-hmm. you know grew older and started you know traveling more and obviously you know kind of integrating in the same social circles and listen it's it's been it's it i, I wouldn't trade those memories for the world man it's, it's 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 been great and you know we're still at the ripe young age of uh, uh 22 and yep. uh, it's, it's gonna be it's, it's gonna be a great you know 10 years or whatever so uh however much longer we got in this thing but yeah it's, it's truly <laughs> i'm going out like jesus man once i hit 33 i'm calling it quits yeah, we're just like Ash Ketchum. We're eternally ten years old, except right, add a right, couple, right. you know, add a couple zeros there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, listen, you know, I like I said, I, there was a lot of fighting game news this past week, and you know, usually I, I the, the 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 topics of these shows vary. You know, I market it as a pop culture podcast, mostly just so I can talk about whatever the fuck I want to talk about. You know, uh, of course, but, yeah. But it was it was big video game stuff coming out this past week, uh, if not. For the fact that the Pokemon Diamond and Pearl remix came out, which I've been eating up like fucking hotcakes. Uh, I don't know if you've delved much into the if you bought the remix or not, but I've been I bought them and I'm honestly having a really good time with them. So I have not. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'll get around to it. Gen four wasn't my favorite, even though I was still young when it came out. I don't know. Just didn't uh, leave as much of an impression on me as other people my age. But Black and white remakes. I'm waiting for those. That's <laughs> you know, what I'm holding that for. You know, it's funny. Mutual friend and friend of the show, Eric Gordon, literally said the same thing to me verbatim, where he was like, I'm excited for the Gen 4 remakes because it just, like, expedites the process of me getting a Gen 5 remake at some point. Facts. Uh, but, yeah, like, I hold I hold this game in, in high regard. This is the first Pokemon game. Like, Bl- Diamond was the first Pokemon game I bought with my own money. And I remember mm. playing the game for seven hours straight and not getting off the couch in my room. Until I realized it was like the sun was going down and I needed to eat. And my mom was like, are you all wow. right? And I'm like, nah, I just caught Krogunk. <laughs> Look at this guy. He's cool. <laughs> mom, I caught a frog. It's like Those were the days, man. Back when you could just crack out on Pokemon and lose track of time and stuff. And I mean, I, like, I'm glad the remakes are out because people like you who are attached to that generation, especially you get to relive that. Yeah, no, I've been having a good time. It's not perfect. I do wish it was more like Platinum than it was like Diamond and Pearl, but, mm. you know, I digress. Shout outs to the Grand Underground, because otherwise my enjoyment of this game would probably be a lot worse. <laughs> but, um, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll say that for another podcast. Instead, we are here to talk about the fun stuff, which is, uh, you know, the things that we're both qualified to talk about, which is fighting games. Uh, mm-hmm. And I've always, I've always been curious, uh, and I feel like I've probably asked you this in the past, but I don't remember. Do you remember the first tournament you ever went to for a competitive Super Smash Brothers thing or anything of that nature? I do, bro. I absolutely remember my first tournament. It's pretty hard to forget, though. Um, <laughs> based on the events that occurred, my friend had a seizure there. Nobody knew he was epileptic, not even himself. And 
Uh, we had to leave in like the span of an hour to go to the hospital. We didn't even get our venue feedback when we came back to the venue. <laughs> That's right. But, uh, I do remember you telling me this now. Now that it's all starting to come back. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It was at a Toy Wiz that would later become the uh, the hosting site for Revival of Melee. So pretty oh, storied wow. history in that building. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy, and that that's that's dope. And I'm I'm curious because I'm, I'm you know we're around the same age, obviously, but you definitely got your start a lot sooner than I did. What got you like you know feet first into the into the competitive community? Like, what was your documentary? If there's a because I'm a doc <laughs> kid, and I will I will unapologetically you know I'll I'll say that unapologetically. Uh, that's what definitely sparked my interest. But I'm curious, what what drove you uh, to go out and start competing? Yeah, no, no shame in being a dot kid. I mean, I was like really the first mainstream media that Smash ever got, I would say. Um, and even then, it feels strange to call that mainstream since it was just a YouTube video, but yeah, right. <laughs> or a series of them. But yeah, I mean, big shout outs to Samox for the doc. Did did so much for the scene. For okay. me, um, I mean, oof, uh, Game Facts was where I found the competitive scene in two thousand three. I was just like a regular old third or fourth grader trying to raise my chow in Sonic Adventure 2. <laughs> and um, one of my classmates, who was like my best friend, he had an older brother. He was four years older than us. And, um, you know, as such, he was a little more like in tune with the internet and gaming and all that. He was like a, a super nerd gamer as well. And we kind of all like revered him as, as the god gamer. So one day I was like, hey, dude, like, you know, I want to find out more about raising chow or whatever. Like, what do I do? He's like, oh, you just go on the site GameFAQs that like he spent his whole life on. Um, and I, I went there, and under, like, the top message boards for the GameCube were uh, Sonic Adventure 2 Battle in second place, and then first was Melee, and I was like, oh, I also love Melee, and, like, I play this with my friends all the time, right? But we, we weren't serious like that. Like, you know, I think we didn't really even like playing with items, and we were a little bit competitive, but um, we had no idea what was out there. So um, after I, you know, looked up stuff for Raising Chow, I went over to the Melee board, and I saw stuff like power rankings and like advanced tech glossaries and all this stuff. And this is like 2003, 2004, you know, so yeah. it was still pretty primitive, but I saw the names of players like Azen, Chudat, Chillin, Ken, like, you know, there was, there was like a list cause I kind of kept up with it. I kept, I kept going back on the board like every couple months or like every couple weeks and just seeing like what was getting posted and how it was developing. Um, I read some guides on like, you know, how to play characters or, or do certain things like wave dashing. I was trying to do it over and over again, like not really getting it. This is before YouTube existed. So right, like yeah. I couldn't just watch people play. So I got into that for a little bit. Uh, I started like whipping all my friends asses once I realized what was good at the game, but then I fell off of it super hard. And like um, the only way to watch footage was to use this program called DC plus plus to download videos that people oh, recorded on, yeah. on VCRs. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. And my computer wasn't good enough to run DC plus plus or even like a uh, toontown, you know, like I couldn't yeah. do shit on this computer. <laughs> um, literally like I, I tried to play toontown with the same friend whose brother got me into competitive smash, but um, I, I couldn't do it. So uh, I fell off for a couple of years cause my friends didn't really want to play with me as much anymore either. And, um, then when Brawl was about to come out in like mid to late 2007, I started following Melee again. And this is now like right off the heels of the MLG era, um, like the rise of PC Chris, uh, the rise of Mewtwo King, you know, the right. scene starting to like kind of go somewhere um, in terms of like support from stuff like MLG and not just ultra grassroots. Um, and then I saw there was like a tournament listings uh, 
section on Smashboards, which I found also through GameFAQs. I, my first account I made like way back in 04, but forgot the password, made a new one. <laughs> and I was like, all right, let me go to the closest tournament. And it was at that Toy Wiz in Nanuet, New York, which isn't even really that close to us. But that like speaks to how, uh, right. how different the scene was, right? Like the closest tournament was an hour away on a Saturday. And like, that was the only one you were going to get in that area for a long ass time. Now there's, you know, a weekly every day of the week in like every single state. Yeah. No, that honestly, that's, that's such a great story. And my, I shuddered a little bit when I thought back to game facts, because trying to look up any (laughs) sort of guides for stuff like before the age of YouTube is, was like trying to read pig Latin. I vividly remember, um, one of my first experiences looking up stuff for game facts was I was playing through Twilight Princess and I was in the ice dungeon and I was at that point where you need to like push the blocks along the floor to like get like the slide puzzle to work um, to like advance further in that game. And like mm-hmm. I got so stuck. I was like, I don't know what to do. None of my friends are playing this game. I can't watch G4 because they're too busy. <laughs> they're, like They're not going to talk about Twilight Princess like two, like you know, a year and a half after the fact. So I can't like, right. look at any of that stuff. So I went on Game Facts and like someone like broke. It was like watching someone like code something. <laughs> it was like they yeah. broke it down like frame by frame. I, it was like making pictures of the blocks with like brackets and uh, like italics and and you know wing dings on the keyboard. And I'm just like, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. This is real. This is yeah. this is incredible. And people got really creative with the the way they have to write guides <laughs> and all text. Yeah, <laughs> I'll never forget like one of the. Uh, <laughs> Uh, when I discovered what like the cheat codes website was and like I had to like take a piece of paper <laughs> and like take it out of my CD case to like get infinite money in GTA or like, uh, right. <laughs> like, you know, I can't remember most phone numbers, but I remember the button sequence to like, you know, get, uh, you know, get a, get a suit of armor or a jetpack in San Andreas because, you know, this is the way that my brain works, unfortunately. Um, but honestly, it really speaks to also just like how, uh, like you mentioned, how the smashing is really just bl- blown up like exponentially like even in an era past a documentary you know with outlets like espn and all the and you know esports really becoming more and more into the forefront i remember that i'm even old enough to where not every local even had like a stream like if you had a stream at yeah. your local, it was a luxury it's like you're pay- like you know your parents drove you know a ferrari and they had like a wine cool you know, you know had like a wine locker in their house like you were that kid <laughs> if your stream had a yeah. local, like or had a, if your local had a stream it was nuts like and and now like you said you know everybody's gotten elgato and like you know audio technica headsets and you know everything is just like ex- you know advanced like so exponentially that i'm terrified of what like tournaments are gonna look like in like maybe like not even like five years even like two or three years like i'm i'm terrified yeah bro we're gonna be doing like holographic battles like you know you know what i'm saying <laughs> i'm gonna bring my dual disc and shit and my character's gonna like materialize out of the floor yeah, it's like yo man if you two or turn <laughs> if you two stock me i'm gonna jump off the castle like <laughs> yeah tournaments in in vr and all that like i don't know man um but yeah it is really cool to see how the scene has grown like i mean bro back when i started like majors didn't have streams you know yeah. streaming just was not a, a thing that was accessible to anybody really I, I still remember the first tournament i went to that had one which is actually how i kind of got started on the commentary path there was just a shoddy 20 dollar logitech desk mic and a laptop <laughs> And it was on Ustream. Oh man! And like there was, there was no Twitch. There wasn't even Justin back then. It was just, just Ustream. 
And um, I hopped on and I started doing like a radio voice and shit. I was 15 years old. And like, I saw people in the chat saying like, who's this 40 year old man on commentary? Like what, what's going on here? Oh, like, oh shit. Like maybe I'm not the guy for this. Or like, maybe I got to just come out of my shell and stop, stop pretending to sound like a boss or something. But yeah, that, that was January 09. So wow. like, you know, a year and change after I had first gone to tournaments was the first time I actually saw a stream at one. No, that's, that's incredible. Yeah. Hitbox is my first exposure to that. And then, and even then like, that was a pretty like advanced setup for like, you know, most yeah. of the places that I went to and, you know, I'd go to other locals where like people are daisy chaining together turtle beach headsets into like, <laughs> it was like, God, it was, it was <laughs> like looking back on some of those setups. I'm like, part of me kind of misses the poverty. Like I like a good poverty setup, but like it's, it's one of those things where it's like, right. You look at where things have gone now. And it's just like, man, like, <laughs> How did we even? It's hard to go yeah, back. It, it's hard. Like, how did we work under these conditions? It was like absolutely insane. Oh man! But I, I love that. And like you said, you know, the where things are are going to be going in the future, you know, who knows? And we got a pretty big peek into some two big news stories. You know, these last couple of weeks, um, and one of them being the explosion of the platform fighter, which is one of the things I wanted to talk about because you are, mm -hmm. you know, at your core. You know, it's I go back to that famous Awada quote where it's like on my business card, I'm a I'm a president in my head. I'm a game developer, but in my heart, I'm a gamer. And Max, I, there's only one gamer I know, like at his core. <laughs> and it's you, Um, you know, because, you know, not only are you uh, a, a, you know, at the top of your craft as a commentator, uh, you're pretty good at all the games that you play, too. And you've played like a plethora of, you know, not just platform fighters, but, you know, I, you know, you're big in uh, to Marvel. You're big in other fighting games. Uh, as well as well as things like Pokemon, and now you're on you know the Nick Brawl craze. So you know with all these new IPs kind of jumping into the into the fighting game space, I was like, yeah, Max has to be the guy I talk to here. You know, best April O'Neil in this call right now, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> second best in the world, I would say the the best one, Bodidi. He is definitely a, a cut above me. I just played him in tournament and then like a five hour session afterward. Um, we put it all on YouTube too. It was, it was I watched. I watched. I watched some of that during my uh, a stretch of insomnia the, uh, last night. I was like, "Yo, these guys are sick, man." Nick. Nick is such a sick game. Um, but yeah, so I, I figured. Obviously, you know, the, the the two big things that come out of this past week is the official announcement of the Warner Brothers uh, platform fighter Multiverses, which is such a hard name. I think that's a good. Such a it that, is. I that love is it. Such a good name. <laughs> I'm just like, oh my god, like. This is this is phenomenal. Give that guy a raise. Uh, yeah, you know, whoever came up with that one is Chad. Yeah, sure. that guy. That guy woke up in the middle of the night and he's like, "I got it. This is it." Uh, yeah, yeah. That game is a two v two platform fighter, uh, free to uh, free to play. I I forget the name of the team that is in the that's working. That's like the head team behind that. I, can, I think it's Nether Realm who makes Mortal Kombat. That's what, okay. Yep. There we go. Uh, and so that was, a, you know, a big piece of news to come out of last week. And then, you know, fast forward, maybe a few days later, uh, we get the first look at Riot's, uh, Project L, which was announced, I think almost yeah. like, two years ago, I think, or something like that. It was like, it's been a hot minute, dude. I think it was two years yeah, ago. It was, yeah. It was that whatever the last offline Evo was, which would have been 2019. Uh, you know, Riot announced, it's like, oh, hey, we're working on a fighting game and everybody lost their shit for obvious reasons because it's league of legends and anything they touch ip wise just turns to gold arcane great show by the way uh i know nothing about league uh, very casually um but that you know everything that riot seems to touch just seems to turn to gold 
uh, and then, you know, they showed a first look of what the game looks like. It is a uh, 2D assist-based fighter featuring League of Legends champions. And, um, yeah, this is this is huge stuff. So I, I'll, I'll get you. Uh, I, I was curious of, of your take on just, like, how you feel about these games on a surface and, like, just this kind of, like, weird, surreal world we're living in right now where, like, all these major studios are just taking their IPs and it's like, what if we turn them into, into you know, fight, Street Fighter? Or what if we turn them into Smash Brothers? Like, where, where's your head at with all this stuff? I uh, really just love fighting games in general. So any IP that I like, I would love to see, you know, fighting gamified. Um, I think, you know, just in terms of the two that you mentioned, I'm much more excited for Project L and Multiverses, and I'll explain why. Um, Project L is going to scratch the Marvel itch for me and a lot of people that has not been scratched in a long time. Like, Marvel 3, um, you know, that came out 10 years ago, and that game just, like, it rocked a lot of people's worlds. It felt like the the successor to Marvel 2 that was deserved, you know, some, some of the older generation maybe didn't love it as much as Marvel 2, but... Um, that, it felt so good, man. Like that, I mained that game for a while in the like later years of Brawl when the game was kind of dying a little bit. I switched to Marvel and had a great time with it. And then Marvel Infinite came out in 2017, and it just didn't hit the same. You know oh what I'm God, saying? It's been that I think long uh, since the game came out. Jesus. Yeah, it's wow. been four years, and um, Marvel Infinite was you know basically just like a flash in the pan compared to the two games before it. Um, played a lot differently, of course. It was like the active tag switch instead of assists. Um, and it's 2v2 instead of 3v3. And I believe both of those are true about uh, Project L as well. Like, it has the active tag, and it's 2v2. But it also has traditional assists as well. So that's pretty cool. It's like uh, the best of the old and new Marvel games. I could be wrong that it has active switch. So uh, don't quote me on that, guys. Uh, I didn't watch the trailer like crazy or anything. Yeah. But um, I've, I've never played League in my entire life. But I do play a lot of TFT. <laughs> um, and I've played all six seasons like pretty hardcore. Um, so I know a lot of the characters now and like, I've come to love them and, and just like appreciate what they do and kind of like, you know, Oh, I get that reference. You know what I'm saying? When I see them do a certain move. Sure, right. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really stoked for project L multiverses on the other hand, like it looks cool. Um, and like the characters are, are insane, you know, Arya Stark, Rick Sanchez, <laughs> Finn, Jake, like that's, that's bonkers. Yeah. But, um, the gameplay isn't speaking to me as much. Like the reason that I'm so big into Nick is because, um, well, even before the game came out, I saw Lou Dosti was making it. I love Slap City. Slap City is basically just easy melee. Yep. Like it's a very slip and slidey movement, heavy combo, heavy platform fighter. Like you could tell it was directly inspired by Melee. Like, it, it plays almost identically. And then Nick kind of um, changes the formula a little bit in some ways, but it's it's like Melee with air dashing, right? Yep. Like, Slap City didn't even have air dashing. And again, I, I love Marvel, right? I also love Guilty Gear. You know, air dashing is something that's right <laughs> up my alley. Um, and it maintains that fast, combo-heavy gameplay. Multiverses looks much slower. Um, and I, I think people were speculating that like the footage might have been slowed down to show off the animations and stuff, but like you can just see when they're running around, like you know, it's more like the speed of like Ultimate or Brawl or Smash Four, um, if not even slower. And it's two v two only, or like primarily focused on two v two. Like I think that's really cool. I love doubles in Smash, but it's kind of risky for um, like a main format, though there is going to be singles as well. So I don't know. Multiverses, like, the roster and the polish of the game are really speaking to me, but not the gameplay. So I'll try it, you know, and I'm sure it's going to have, like, developer support or something, and there's going to be, like, good incentive to get good at it at the beginning. But, like, um, 
Project L is is definitely the one that's mainly on my radar out of those two. Yeah, no, I echo a lot of the same sentiments that you have. And again, I just want to also preach it to heavens that Nick All Stars is a fantastic game. Um, as some, it's yeah, so like good. as a as a child of a certain era, you know, I've grown to love Nickelodeon. Uh, you know, with all of my heart, and the game's a lot of fun. I love to play it when I'm just doing busy work, uh, and all that fun stuff. And it's a great game, like you mentioned. You know, uh, I've I've I played very little of Slap City, but the bit that I played, I really really liked it. Uh, so, you know, when I saw that those were the guys behind, you know, Nick Allstars, I was like, oh, sign me up day one. I'm, I'm, I'm both feet and I'm excited. Mm. Uh, and you know, I, I felt, I felt a lot of that way when I, you know, saw the multiverse and stuff. Cause like, I'm, I grew up watching like a lot of, you know, like most kids do. Like I watched Looney Tunes a lot when I was a kid. Uh, I have, you know, a lot of great memories of my young adult years watching, um, you know, Adventure Time and obviously, uh, you know, Rick and Morty. Uh, and just again, like you mentioned, like just like the the IP roster there is so unique and strange that uh, it it can go in a lot of different directions. And like the fact that you know you can have Kevin Conroy, you know, they bring back all these like big voice actors to voice you know characters that people love, like Tara Price is uh, voicing Harley Quinn. Uh, she's I believe the voice of Timmy Turner, and uh, you know uh, Tara yeah, Strong. Yeah, Tara yeah. Strong. That's what it was. Um, so so. so and uh, Matthew Lillard voicing Shaggy, which is hilarious. Yeah, is dude. Awesome. Um, I, I also like kind of forgot this, but Matthew Lillard's been the voice of Shaggy since like 2009 and like the animated stuff. So like, um, I, I it's just one of those things where it's like you can tell that the devs like give a shit about like you know we want to bring the most authentic version of these characters as we can to you. And I'm with you where the the I, the roster looks sick. I'm I'm cool with that. But again, like like you even said, the gameplay it's like I don't. It, I hope that they were just slowing it down, just to, like really show off just like the depth of the game. But it did, you know, it definitely looked a lot slower, you know, uh, in action. And also they mentioned that there isn't like a I guess there isn't like an HP system or something like that. They mentioned something about there's like no, like uh, I forget exactly what the, the the verbiage was, but it made it sound like there isn't a percent bar, which was which makes which is strange. And I'm curious how that's gonna actually like play out. But you know, mm -hmm. I, I'm at least you know interested. You know, free to play is appealing. Hopefully, that doesn't mean the game. You know, I was a when you hear free to play, I my mind immediately goes to cheap. Uh, and the game did not look cheap. Everything looked, you know, very nice. Uh, I'm curious how the the one v one and and you know the non team based stuff is going to play out uh, in that regard. And you know, again, just from an IP standpoint, I'm I'm incredibly interested in that. So I'll, I'll most likely be checking it out. And Project L, I'm like cautiously optimistic about. I've always been terrible at traditional fighters. Like as much as I I I love games like you know Marvel two. Marvel two was the first fighting game I ever played. I have vivid memories of playing an arcade cabinet in a movie theater right by my house. Every time I went to the theater, my mom would give me like, mm -hmm. you know, five bucks and she let me go ham for like an hour or two. Uh, but mm -hmm. I was, I was, I, for some reason, my brain is just, I've, I've ever sat down and like really dedicated myself to it, you know, to a traditional fighting game, you know, for long enough to where like my brain can get it. Um, and so it's one of those things where I've always admired Marvel as like a spectator sport. You know, it, I, it's, it's easily my favorite fighting game to watch in action it's absolutely incredible at high level. And, you know, again, I, I missed also a lot of that when, uh, when infinite came out, I was, it just felt so it, it just didn't hit the same for those obvious reasons. But yeah, you know, I'm, I'm like I said, I'm cautiously optimistic about how uh, this game plays and how it looks. You know, I, I think, you know, they got two great people, you know, uh, you know, running, I, I actually heard this in a, in a Maximilian dude, 
video, but I think Tony Cannon like was one of the guys that helped invent rollback netcode. I think that is correct. Yeah, GGPO is uh, the client. Yeah, Tom and Tony are like mainstay. They're the founders. Yeah, of right. Evo. That's what it was. Too. So like you. You couldn't uh, yeah. <laughs> couldn't pick two better people, I think, to be spearheading what might be the most impactful fighting game release ever. Um, like, I think this whole discussion about like platform fighters and IP and stuff is a uh, a huge topic, right? Like, we we've all seen Smash kind of flounder as an esport, um, really just on the backs of the competitive community with no support from Nintendo, and everyone's been saying for years, well, you know what, like. What if we made a game that was like Smash with equally iconic IP or like comparably iconic IP? Now we're kind of seeing that come to fruition. I think the the writing has been on the wall for a long time, and a lot of these companies are starting to see it. The first one was Nickelodeon, yep. right? Like we we've seen icons, rivals of Aether, Rushdown, Revolt, all kind of struggle to get traction because even though the games are like just as fun, or in some cases even like better mechanics, more polished mechanics than the Smash games, like. People play Smash because they love Mario and they love Pikachu yeah. and all that. And even like the most casual audience is brought in by stuff like that. So, you know, you add SpongeBob into the mix and like, okay, like, you know, now now we've got something that can kind of rival that. I think Nintendo still is bigger, especially globally than, than Nick. But, um, <clears throat> and then, you know, Nick, of course, has its own faults, right? Like that polish we were talking about the multiverses has, there's no voice acting at all, let alone the original guys. Um, there's, you know, a lack of music and alternate costumes, all of which, by the way, is fixed up by mods, which are so easy to do on PC. Like, it's literally one click, and you can install, like, a whole bunch of stuff. Um, you, you have, like, every mod available to you at your fingertips that people have created. It's all, like, housed in one app. So just, you know, for, for any of my Nick players out there <laughs> who are watching this and, like, oh, yeah, I wish I had voice acting or, or costumes or music, whatever. I Dude, I've been going ham with the mods. It's It's super easy, and I'm, like, a complete dipshit when it comes to computers. So <laughs> trust me on that. Um, but then, yeah, we see the, the um, Warner brothers game, you know, multiverses, including all of that stuff. And that caused like a big stir. And it also kind of felt like responsive to yeah. Nickelodeon, right? Even, even Thaddeus Cruz went on and said like, wow, it's so cool. that they got voice acting and blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah. Um, you know, I, I think Nick would have popped a lot more with that, but we're going to see multiverses have that. And, also, you know, if my hypothesis about the gameplay being a little slower and less exciting than Nick is true, um, I think we'll really see the competing philosophies go up against each other, right? Like, is it just, like, the IP and polish that will carry this game to be bigger? Or will Nick's gameplay eventually prevail and just, like, you know, well, there's a lot of staying power in this game. Like, two months in, nobody cares what yeah. it looks like anymore and, like, what the voices are on the characters. We just want to watch good yeah. matches. Um, but then Project L, <laughs> that looks like it's yeah. got everything. Um, you know, Riot, Riot does not disappoint. They only are in the business of making incredibly popular and successful games. Um, again, you know, they know where to look, right? Like they have the cannons on board and the cannons know everybody in the FGC. So, um, much like how Combo Fiend worked on Marvel, we could see the Cannon Brothers bring in, you know, Justin Wong and Daigo and stuff as playtesters for Project L and really make sure that the game has polish and like, smartly made mechanics and all that. Um, and of course the IP from league is, is now at this point, like, you know, 12 years of establishing themselves as one of the most popular franchises. I think, um, if you drop project L in 2012, it would not have made a exactly. splash, but now like, especially with stuff like arcane, everybody now knows characters like Vi and Jinx and like Darius, Katarina, like these are household name characters now. And, uh, you know, so soon enough, a couple more years down the line, the gap between, 
how long Mario's been out and how long League has been out is yeah. going to shrink, right? Like, um, you know, obviously Mario's been out since the 80s and League came out almost in 2010, but uh, in, in 2050, like, is that gap going to matter anymore? I don't think so. Um, so I don't know. It, it's just a really cool time for the genre, fighters and platform fighters alike. And I am glad that people are now starting to kind of... Um, bring the fire to Nintendo's feet because it's, it's unacceptable the way that they, uh, you know, kind of just left smash high and dry for so long. But now I like, you see it. I see yeah. it on our topic sheet, bro. The, the next topic, like they're clearly responding. Yeah, I, I, we'll, 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 we'll jump on that in a second, but I, 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 listen, if this is the dick measuring contest we're setting ourselves up for with other IPs, it's like, Oh, well my game has iconic characters. that might look a little scuffed around the edges, but my game also has iconic characters and it's a little bit more polished and it has a little bit more, like you said, the gameplay is a little bit, you know, more, uh, you know, in depth. So it's going to, like you said, the, the, the dueling philosophies of like what the people really want is going to be very, very interesting, you know, to see. And I, I, you know, we're, we're kind of seeing the seeds of that right now. Like you mentioned it, it. I remember when that initial Reddit post came out about multiverses and the, the, the person, you know, that, that, uh, you know, was talking about information about the game even mentions is that it's been an open industry secret that, you know, Nintendo doesn't, has had a real stepdad relationship with you know with the competitive community yep and other you know other companies are hungry to jump on those people that are like you know i just want to play a smash like game or you know a you know a fighting game with iconic characters that has dev support you know that you know that will embrace the competitive side of their community and like you even said with you know uh things like icons and rivals of aether like you said those games are great those games are a lot of fun but i and i've said this about other fighting games too like if i can't get invested in like your if i can't get invested in the characters i'm not going to go out of my way to play it which is why i think i've always liked games like you know like marvel and smash more than i've liked games like guilt you know mm -hmm. like games like guilty gear uh or or like um like melty blood you know games like that like i if if you know, you can easily point me the direction of Iron Man that I can tell you about who Iron Man is. If you point, if you throw a right. dart at any character in like an anime fighter, like a really obscure anime fighter, I'm not going to know who the hell they are. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to like, you know, yeah, exactly. Like, that is such, you know, at, at the foundation is so important. Um, and like I said, if this is where we're setting ourselves up, you know, uh, you know, where, uh, uh, you know, companies and, uh, you know, game developers are going to try to go with their fighting games, I'm all on board for it. You know, like you said, with the way that Nintendo has handled things in the past for the time being, uh, I do want to just, uh, point this out though. Uh, Max, this is eventually, I'm going to plant the seeds right here. This is eventually set us up for that eventual Disney platform fighter. Is that happening? Is it going to happen? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I actually am pretty confident that they'll want to stick their toes in the pool at the very least. Um, I mean, they have so many characters at their disposal. They, yeah, they own let, Marvel let, let, now, right? Let me right? paint like, a picture for you. Like, because I remember when, again, going back to that Reddit post when Multiverses leaked, somebody mentioned that there's like an even bigger company, like an even finaler boss that is making a platform fighter oh. or that might, you know, might dip their toes into it. And like, Warner Brothers by itself is already a pretty big IP company. Like, if you watch Space Jam A New Legacy, it's literally just an advertisement for Marvel mm -hmm. Warner Brothers. Um, yeah, I mean, Rick and Morty showing up in yeah. Space Jam is not something <laughs> I had uh, on no. the bingo card to bring no, me back no, to no, that. No. Yeah. Um, so that IP is already big enough on its own. The only IP that's, you know, you know media company conglomerate that's bigger than that is Disney. Mm -hmm. So think about it. You could have a Disney platform fighter that can feature these four characters just as a surface. Mickey Mouse, 
Iron Man, Darth Vader, and Homer Simpson. Like, <laughs> come on! Yeah. The, the possibilities are truly endless. So if 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 if, if yep. you know if we're in the age of the smashed clone within like you know big AAA companies, and it doesn't end with a Disney you know Fantasia you know whatever platform fighter, like I'm going to be sorely disappointed. You know when I'm like 35 years old and can't play this game or whatever. Like, <laughs> I would I would also be kind of bummed if they don't end up doing it. I mean, like the door is kind of wide open for them right now. I don't know what took these companies this long <laughs> to do it, but it does make sense. Like, you know, Smash didn't really have its time in the limelight until about 2014. I think the uh, E3 Invitational really helped catapult the scene into new heights. Like that, the documentary, the return to MLG and Evo, like all that stuff combined. Um, and if you think about development timelines, I guess it makes sense that now, like, seven years later, we're starting to see um, everybody else enter the fray. Oh, and speaking of that, there's also going to be fray makers from the makers yeah. of Super Smash Flash coming out. I completely out. forgot about that. Um, oh, my gosh. Yeah, I, I was really hyped for that before I heard about Nick. Um, but I think, you know, fray makers might fall victim to the same kind of, like, Rivals of Aether syndrome, where if you're running with um, more obscure IPs, which I don't believe fray makers has i think they actually do have other like cool notable characters but like now that the firepower the arms race has accelerated so far it's like how are you going to compete with um yeah. with aria stark <laughs> right how are you going to compete with rick how are you going to compete with spongebob um how are you going to compete with vi and jinx right like these are all uh extremely solid household names at this point um across generations in some cases so yeah, Disney, I think, really uh, would be, like, the last step in, in this chain of everybody dropping a platform fighter. Again, really where I'm at is just that I hope they're yeah. all good. Like, um, we saw for a lot of the indie ones that Melee is yep. kind of the blueprint, right? Like, Rivals of Aether has wave dashing and, like, you know, that kind of movement and combos and all that. Uh, Icons basically was a Melee clone. Now it's Rushdown Revolt, and it adds in that air dashing element, not quite the same way that Nick or Guilty Gear would, but, like... Um, you know, there, there is the, uh, the rush button, right. That lets you chase them deep and all that stuff. So, uh, I hope that if we saw a Disney game, it kind of played like that, like, like Nickelodeon, like slap city, where it's like a very, uh, accessible version of the high intensity platform fighter. I kind of think that the brawl smash Four ultimate formula is yep. failing. Um, like you don't, want to have to play neutral 12 times a stock like it's just not i, I played sonic i never played like neutral. that what said are you talking about <laughs> <laughs> well that said you know I, I think ultimate is in a great spot as a spectator sport and and as a competitive game like to enter you know the scene is not uh incredibly nope. difficult right like it's an easy game to pick up um but i don't know like i, I feel like at its peaks you know melee's always had the best viewership of the smash games right because the matches are so crazy and like anything can happen at any time. It's just like the gloves are off. And um, I think, you know, had we seen Nickelodeon take that major like polished game approach, they'd be in an incredible spot oh, yeah. right now. Right. But, um, you know, multiverses looks like they're not going to take the crackhead game approach. So maybe Disney will, and they'll have the polish associated with it. So like, I just want to see, you know, one game that puts like the mechanics and the aesthetics together in in their best form and i think like that's you know kind of like the true spiritual successor to melee that people have never gotten like they're you know melee players still play melee even with nick out like the incentive to swap games just isn't yep. high enough for them right now but i think there there could be a game that 
hits both of those niches. Imagine a world where there's a Disney platform fighter and they can't get Sora. Like <laughs> that that'd be, that'd be a weird fever dream, but it would. Yeah. I was thinking, <laughs> like, huh? Yeah. You didn't mention Sora. You said Homer Simpson where I thought he would go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, the, you know, the four horsemen of anime or something like that. I don't know. We'll, we'll get to right. Actually, but yeah, listen, it's an exciting time to be a fighting game fan uh, right now. I think the possibilities are endless, you know, not just with, you know, people trying to captivate the audience of Smash Brothers, but also, you know, with obviously the other big devs, you know, doing their own things. You know, Street Fighter is still not going anywhere. Guilty Gear is not going anywhere. You know, all of the, the mainstays uh, are going to be around for a while. So it's exciting. And, you yeah. know, just how Nintendo do what Nintendo do. They don't let people share, you know, steal the limelight away from them very often. You know, remember when they dropped that, you know, oh, oh, Nick, uh, Nick All-Stars Brawl drops in his day. Oh, y'all heard of Sora? You want to watch you want to watch this trailer 20 right. times uh, in typical Nintendo right. fashion? You know, as everyone is talking, you know, riding the high of, you know, multiverses and Project L footage. Uh, I think this actually this came out before the Project L footage. It was just, you know, in, in the in between. This is a really dope sandwich. I think it's what I'm trying to get at with uh, with this one, with how the week started. And book yeah. Ended. Uh, yeah. Nintendo. Uh, and no, Panda Global announced that a Nintendo partnered uh, Smash Circuit uh, is coming in 2022. Uh, I did have the page up here uh, initially that had the details, but Max, I'll ask you just first and foremost on a surface level, like uh, after all we just talked about, you know, how Nintendo hasn't, you know, always embraced the uh, the competitive side of Super, of Super Smash Brothers. Uh, how, and so someone who's had, you know, blood in the ground, for a long while now, like, where are you feeling with this at the at this very moment? Oh, it's it's so complicated, bro. Because <laughs> um, you know, like, I don't know. It's just a bunch of mixed feelings. On one hand, I'm extremely happy, right? Like, this is what we've wanted for so so long. I'm so proud of Panda and everybody on the team for like actually making it happen. So many people have tried in the past, as we learned last year through through yeah. the blur twit longer and like. All the people kind of breaking their stories about how they tried working with Nintendo and it just, you know, for one reason or another, went badly at the end of the day. Um, of course, you know, we're also like 12 months almost to the date um, off the heels of that big house cancellation. Um, you know, we, we were just taking L after L from Nintendo, right? It seemed like they were around when, you know, we were graduating high school and and graduating college yeah. that you know at least literally like in, in my life i kind of lined up with like the the e3s for smash 4 and ultimate it's like all right cool like here's this perfect uh promotional event and we're gonna put you guys in the spotlight but like when it comes time to running tournaments yeah. we're nowhere to be found right like no no pop bonuses no production budget um you know i think evo is really the only event that ever saw a dime from nintendo um so you know, we went from, like, really wanting to work with them and, like, begging for their involvement, begging them not to shut down the stream at EVO 2013, you know, stuff like that. Like, um, we really have gone through the ringer with them and then kind of seen, like, the ugly side of it, like, about, like, you know, the PM stuff, um, again, the big house stuff, Twitch and Red Bull circuits in the past. So, like, um, there, there's definitely a lot of reason to be skeptical. And I of course, you know, just as little as anybody else about like exactly what Nintendo is bringing to the table for this event, like, or these events, how much they're going to be providing, what, what the support looks like, you know, what we need in smash is hundreds of thousands of yep. dollars in prizing, if not millions, like we, we need to show 
that it's viable to pursue this game as a, a means of living, whether it's on the content side, production side, commentary, uh, competitor, whatever you want to be, right? Like the more money that's in the scene, the more legitimate the craft is in the eyes of the public and the more people that join and the more life that comes to it and the more money that circulates even for the grassroots people to put on better events with bigger prizes, etc. So, um, you know, assuming that this is all going the way that the community at large would want it to and Nintendo's actually putting up some big money and making Smash like a viable tier one esport, then this is a dream come true. And I think like the most comforting part about it for me is that it's Panda working with them. Panda is a dope organization. They're community born and bred. Like I still remember Samurai Panda doing the audio only commentary stream for Clash of the Titans four back in 2009. Like, you know, he's, he's been out here in the trenches with us guys. Like, um, this is a dude who like, you know, he was playing in late melee and early brawl and he, he was a good player and like he, he was really about the life like yeah he went to medical school became a doctor and found an esports team but it was to bring that money back into smash so i know samurai panda especially is legit as fuck i know panda global or panda is legit as fuck and i'm hoping that you know like when you're in the negotiation room at nintendo you're still driving a hard bargain and you're like these are the the demands the needs and wants of the scene and like if we're doing this we got to do it right and i know like you know, Panda, very successful organization, but they don't have seven figures of annual budgeting yeah. to be thrown around for these events, right? Um, if, if it falls on anyone, it's Nintendo. That's the reason we've seen League grows in esport and Riot now becoming like a household name of a company in such a short time. They went the esports route. They saw there was a huge opening in the market and they blew the fuck up off of it. Nintendo, yeah. like they print money regardless, right? They, they could release the 3DS <laughs> 5 and it would still be selling off the shelves instantly so they're not in a position where they like have to make these esports endeavors work or or invest heavily into them um for their bottom line to really change at all um there's not a lot of incentive for them to do it but i think there's like really a gold mine for them to be made here like as, as a company you still want to make money like i think if they really went heavy into esports they could be extremely successful just because of how popular smash and even other games like pokemon are like um, Pokemon has a better developed esports scene than Smash, basically, but it's still not like as big and glamorous as stuff like Counter Strike or League or whatever Dota. Um, you know these these true tier one esports. So I'm basically as long as Nintendo isn't fucking anyone over, they're letting the events operate like they would normally. You know, they're kind of just the backer. Um, then I'm very optimistic, but I, I don't know what it looks like, so I will withhold some optimism. That said, it's still just a massive milestone for the community. Again, super proud of everyone who made it happen. Um, and I'm really hoping that they're like, you know, they're staying on Nintendo's ass and like, yo, like we're going to hire these guys to run and commentate the tournament. We're going to do it with these rules. It's going to look like this. It's going to have this grassroots feel. It's not going to be some like Disneyland sanitized <laughs> bullshit. Um, then yeah, like let's go. But um, I don't know. And, and then on the Melee side, there's a lot of issues, too, with, like, using Slippy and UCF on uh, on the consoles at the tournament. Like, are they kind of just going to turn a blind eye like they have with partnered events in the past? Will Nintendo ever get over their whole, like, we hate modding shit? Um, I don't know. It's, it's going to be fairly complicated. But at the very least, the fact that it's happening is very yeah, exciting. Yeah, no, very this is cool. exactly why I wanted to bring someone on this week's episode who's, you know, has some longevity you know, in the community, someone who's been around for not just the good, but also for the bad, because uh, for all intents and purposes, mm-hmm. you know, I joke, you know, amongst myself and my peers that I'm an old man in the Smash community. 
But compared to some of the other people that I hang out with, I've got, you know, I don't have as much blood in the dirt as someone that's been playing for as long as you have. So I'm looking at this from still some pretty fresh <laughs> eyes where, you know, I got introduced to the community by the E3 Invitational. I'm I'm a little bit more accustomed to seeing, you know, uh, Nintendo partnered stuff. Uh but you know, the the more entrenched I got in the community as a commentator, the more I saw behind the scenes of how it's it hasn't always been that easy. And I think, like you mentioned, the you know it, it's it's a, it's a huge, it's it's a big step in the right direction. Hopefully, you know, you hope you're like you said, cautiously optimistic is a term that I think a lot of people are talking about with this with because at the like at the same time you want to be excited because it's like is Nintendo maybe finally starting to get you know their their wits about them where it's like they've literally been pissing away you know the you know a, a big money maker for their community which is that like you said the esports side of it is mm-hmm. huge and whether that's Nintendo corporate or whoever's the one that keeps pulling the plug on that you know hopefully this is a sign to them that like you know enough you know important people within your company are signing on to this to where you can really open your eyes to what this can mean as a tier one esport, like you said. And there's only a handful of people in my time in esports who I would trust with a mission like this. And Panda is definitely at the top of that list. You know, I've grown to know so many people on Panda. Uh, you know, a lot of our friends are, you know, entrenched in Panda as well. Um, so it's exciting, you know, as, as someone who's still, you know, pretty, still pretty green, you know, in all things esports and, you know, what the working relationship is like with this big company. Uh, it's, it, it, it's hard not to be excited. Again, you, you, you understand why people are, are a little tepid about it, you know, obviously given, you know, piggybacking off of, like you said, what happened with big house and a lot, you know, and Nintendo's no mod approach. But like you mentioned, the fact that they're also willing to work with melee, that's, that's, a, that's a huge step too, because Nintendo makes nothing off of melee nowadays, you know? So, you know, it, it would have made right. perfect sense for them to just make this an ultimate based thing, you know, sell what's, you know, making your money right now. But the fact that they were able to get melee involved with that too, means that, you know, maybe they're starting to get, like you said, kind of come to their, you know, have their come to Jesus moment a bit where it's like, you know, we've been ignoring this big part of our community for such a long time. You know, you know, we've been able to generate, uh, you know, these big pop bonuses for our standards, you know, just on the sheer grassroots alone. And, you know, with the help of these, you know, big esports companies that have, you know, like you said, uh, are founded by people who have been uh, there since day one in Smash. So, I'm excited, you know, at, at least like you said, I'm, cautiously, I'm, I'm very excited because, you know, I, what, what, right. you know, it's, it's very easy, like you said, for this to go south in a very bad, you know, in, 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 a, you know, in a way that's not favorable for us. And then we're back at square one. But if it works out, you know, it feels like the sky's the limit at that point with, like you said, with how Nintendo literally prints money. I bought the 3DS four separate times because I'm an idiot. And I keep breaking mine, but that's besides the point. Mm-hmm. So, you know, again, it's, <laughs> it's, it's at least, you know, in my opinion, it's a step in the right direction. You're sitting down to get coffee with your estranged father at this point. So, you know, let, let, let's like, I think taking it one day yeah. at a time as we get more details on this, it'll be interesting to see. Again, 2022 is not that far away. We're in the middle of November. Thanksgiving is literally this week. And I keep thinking that like, ah, 2022, we got like four months. No. 2022 is it's we're about six mm-hmm. weeks away. The PGR comes back in 2022 and all, all it's going to be, you know, full f- foot on the gas once January starts. So, you know, maybe we'll get some more news of this by the end of the year. But until then, you know, I will at least watch with, you know, interested eyes. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely plugged in. I, I want to uh, I want to see it happen. I want to watch the tournaments. I want to be at the tournaments. I would love to work yeah, at the know, tournaments as well. That's, yeah, you know, yeah. low-key one thing I'm, I'm a little worried about, bro, is like, you know, um, Nintendo has definitely shown, like, which commentators in the community they like to hire. Um, <laughs> it hasn't been me yet. And I think, you know, the, who I am and how I operate and stuff is, is not maybe necessarily their favorite. Um, but I did play the whole, like, you know, ultra clean image and, like, you know, try to be all sanitized in esports for years. And it didn't really get Isn't me anywhere funny, in like, their I, good graces. Touch, so, touch on that real um, quick. I remember I was watching – I think Coney was making a video that was, like uh, – he was, like, watching one of those, like, Smash video essays about, like, is this the worst tournament of all time? And – you know, it was back in like 2015, you know, 2015, 2016, where like we're really trying to hold like buttoned up esports approach. And then I'm, I'm trying to like think I'm just like, when did we just stop giving a shit about that? Because I remember, you know, it's it's Sunday. Everybody's yeah. wearing their <laughs> Sunday bests. I'm wearing a shirt that's a size too small. I haven't tied a tie in like six years. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I look like I, I look like I'm getting my mm. pictures taken at, at Sears or something. And then, and then we all just stopped. Yeah. <laughs> like, so I'm trying to figure out when we were all just like, "Fuck it, we're all just gonna start wearing t-shirts with funny pictures on them again." Like, it's the, like the development of esports of commentary, right, right. like any of the commentary dress code is absolutely h- hilarious to me and a marvel. Yeah, that's definitely like a a very low key <laughs> storyline that probably most people who aren't commentators. But now you're really all gonna notice. Onto. Now you're all but gonna yeah, notice when you like, listen to this podcast. You know. Yeah. Right, right. But to to speak on it very candidly, you know, like I think the era of the E3 Invitational, like the first one for Smash 4 kind of showed people like, all right, Nintendo's watching. They're they're paying attention. They know who we all are, yeah. even if they're not like interacting with you publicly, like they they are watching the community figures for sure. And um you know, everyone kind of wanted to make a good impression and appear hireable and marketable and stuff. So we all started dressing well and, you know, kept very clean public images on Twitter. Um, the E3 Invitational for Ultimate almost, like, doubled that, you know, like, reinforced on it further. And then I think we all kind of just saw Nintendo slink away after that. And it's like, oh, well, you know, they do only know us when they need something or when they want to use the community um, as, like, a marketing platform for stuff like E3 and, like, having an exhibition. So, all right, like, maybe the community is just going to stand on its own, and that's fine. It will just be the the natural versions of ourselves, right? Like, for me, like, after Let's Make Big Moves 2020, um, you know, I even, like, got up on stage and, like, gave a speech about, like, yo, like, you know, I've been on the outside looking in on all this shit. Like, I said, it's time to do it myself, do it my way. And that's, like, that's what that event is about. You know, that's what, like, the EMG events are about. It's kind of like, yo, like, this is this is the grassroots. We built this, like, you know, yeah. the gloves are off again. Like, um, now that Nintendo is now formally in the picture again, I feel like since people have kind of taken a step back from being all ultra prim and proper, like, you know, maybe the, the way that, say, I tweet now <laughs> is not something that they want to bring on, but, like, Dude, they brought Mango to the Invitational, right? Like, I, I don't think anything I'll do will ever compare to, to like, you know, how hard Mango goes. And, like, you got to just yep. let the people be themselves, right? Like, I think it would be really boring if we got, like, um, kind of like the League of Legends commentary desk, right? Where it's all just a bunch of white dudes with comb-overs and suits, and, like, they're yep. very, um, very sanitized. That's really the word I'm going to keep going back to, and, like... Nintendo, they're they're a company that markets to children and parents and stuff, so I totally understand why they would want that. But at the same time, like 
even the whole root of the circuit and Nintendo taking any kind of endeavor into esports is like, are you doing it for Nintendo's bottom line or are you doing it for the community that plays Nintendo games? Which, you know, if you're Nintendo, you want to be making more money, but also you already make a ton. So why not like, you know, give back to the gamers kind of thing? Like I I still remember like back in the day, Nintendo used to kind of be like the, the company that wanted to give you more, like more bang for your buck. Their games are a little cheaper. Their systems are a little cheaper. Um, the games were made with so much love and like kind of like a raw gritty element to them, but also like cartoony and unique. And they, they were um, trendsetters, not, not followers in any regard. Right. So I think like, I don't know if Nintendo wants to come out of their shell a little bit more. I think this is a great time to do it. Right. Like you, you do have this um, young adult audience that does want something a little yes. more, uh, yes. a little less Mickey mouse. You know what I'm saying? Um, and, and a little more hardcore. So, uh, whether that's you know in terms of the gameplay or like the appearances of the community and stuff, like, I don't know. I, I think I just don't want the natural vibes of Smash to be sacrificed yep. in the process, right? Like, um, I think one of the reasons Nintendo did stay away from the scene for a bit is like if they even start acknowledging one yep. tournament, you know, they got to start acknowledging them all and kind of like impose their ways on it, and like they want the community to be able to live and breathe on its own, which is good. But we also need the money because like. Yep this is serious business for our players. Like we want them to be able to make yeah, a, no, a sustainable I, living. I agree wholeheartedly with everything you said. Again, it's going to be an interesting exchange to see how it all goes down. Again, I used to think that no one at Nintendo knows who I am. And then Bill Trinan wished me a happy birthday one year. And I was like, uh, what? <laughs> what? Yeah, man. Just <laughs> hey, a reminder uh, that they're remember that time you, I tweeted a really dumb picture. Me too. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, uh, watch the anime titty retweets, bro, because, like, you know, they're, they're coming for you. But, yeah, that, that's kind of one thing I worry about. It's like, um, you know, the soul of the yeah. community can't be compromised in working with Nintendo either. That, that said, we, we do have to be good boys and girls to, to some extent. Like, we cannot be crazy. Um, and, you know, there, there has to be, like, some level of behavioral standard and kind of, like, because I think that's why Nintendo shied away from us for a long time, right? Like, if anything, the Smash community backing us would be a huge liability. Because, yeah. like, dude, even last year, like, what if Nintendo was fully engrossed in the community and, like, the main providers of Smash tournaments yeah. and then all that shit happened last year? Yeah. Like, that would hurt Nintendo's bottom line. But because they're so isolated, like, it's, oh, it's the Smash community that has nothing to do with Nintendo proper. Exactly. They're still moving units just fine. Um so yeah, I, I mean, it is crazy that they're they're willing to take this kind of risk on us, even just by attaching the name. Um, I hope we don't disappoint them, but I also hope they don't disappoint us because, like, at, at this point, you know, um, I, I'm tired yeah, of like sitting here with my hands out, kind of shit. It's like mm-hmm. N- Nintendo, you you need to buck up, dude. Like, you, you need to ante up, and we need to see that you're like really down for us because we've been really down for you for so many years, and yeah, we just want no, a, a I, little I don't think bit we're of love back. Too much in that regard. <laughs> And on, on a topic of, of, of retweets no, of a certain not. kind, I, I, I remember exactly the last, the last, like, it wasn't even crude. I retweeted an anime girl on Twitter because, you know, I'm like, I'm like 21. I'm just like, right, yeah, right. I don't give a shit about my brand yet. Like, what am I doing? I play Sonic. I don't care about anything. So mm-hmm. I, uh, I think I like retweeted a mm-hmm. picture. And then, like, um, there was a commentator who followed me on Twitter. And then he unfollowed me and then, like, tagged me in a tweet being like, all right, this is your last warning, Kyle. And I'm just like, all right, man, I'm done. Like, actually, this time. And I never did mm-hmm. anime, did he? Maybe asterisk on that one since. So I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm what, uh, let's see, 2021, I'm, like, six years clean anime titty on, uh, anime titty on main. So, uh, 
bro, uh, don't worry about it, man. Like now Twitter <laughs> even snitches yeah. on you for liking the anime titty. So yeah, man, I've, I've seen some of y'all hanging out in these spaces and I'm not quite sure I like that. So, uh, <laughs> nonetheless though, it's an, like, like we mentioned <laughs> at the end of the day, it's an exciting time to be a fighting game fan and a smash and a smash fan, you know, all things considered too. Uh, like we mentioned, you know, the things are going to get kicked into high speed, you know, starting, uh, literally, as the new year starts, as, as we've mentioned, the aforementioned, uh, let's make big moves is, is, is right around the corner. So Max, we're, 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 you know, nearing the end of our time here. First and foremost, thank you again for joining me this week. You were a, a treat as always. I knew this episode was going to be, uh, in good hands and maybe one foot, you know, as we're out here. Uh, so, uh, let the people know at home where they can <laughs> find you, uh, because you are a, if you're not following Max right now, y'all are, y'all are fucking up. I'm just saying. <laughs> well, uh, one place you can definitely catch me is at Let's Make Big Moves. It's going to be first weekend of January. That's not New Year's Day. So January 7th, 9th of 2022. Uh, it's in Manhattan at the New Yorker Hotel. Prime ass destination, guys. It's going to be a great show. We sold out really quick. So if you can't make it to the event, please watch it on Twitch. You know, say what's up in the chat. Drop some pogs. Um, you'll be able to find me there or at least... Uh, Watch me doing, <laughs> running around the venue like a madman. Um, and then, uh, yeah, other than that, follow me on Twitter at MaxCatchem underscore. And you can catch me on Twitch at MaxCatchem as well. I'm not very active. but Yeah, and I'll know, put all that stuff in the description below. And again, uh, listen, if you guys are missing out on Let's Make Big Moves, y'all fucked up right across the street from MSG. And it's right across the street from the Taco Bell Cantina, more importantly. That John... Listen, I, I yeah, died and got reborn in the Taco Bell can- Cantina. That shit saved my life <laughs> multiple times. It was it was a it was a lot of hoot <laughs> and hollering happening uh, outside the taco outside the Taco Bell that weekend. That's what Let's Make Moves is all about, bro. That's what the series embodies. So yeah, guys, I you know the folks over at Even Matchup Gaming, we got some nice treats coming up for you in 2022. Um, you know, of course, starting with Let's Make Big Moves in January. But we got some other really cool projects we can't wait to share with you guys. Uh, you can also catch me fucking up some Nick brackets. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, Dare I'm say, get like, right I, back I, in the lab. I'll go on a little bit say this. Max is really fucking good at video games. Hot take. Kind of a hot... <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, thank you. I'm I'm glad that someone's out here giving me some credit because like, you know, I, I see everyone slurping on <laughs> Void, who don't get me wrong, like we're not comparable. Void is Void's better than me at everything. But we both play a, a shitload of games. Actually a lot of the same games. Um I feel like my career would have been different if I didn't jump off the stage at ten percent and kill myself uh game game two, <laughs> about to two of him at Evo. <laughs> like he he overtook me as the, the gaming virtuoso on that day. But yeah, man, I, I play a lot of shit and I like, yeah. I only play games with the intention of getting good at them and like competing seriously. So, um, it feels good to hear somebody compliment my skills. No, Most people listen, think I'm just there's, a commentator. There's just, there's just commentators. I'm just a commentator at this point. I resigned myself to that. My goal is merely just to make your Monday night miserable. If you ever play me in bracket, that is what I exist to do now. You are legitimately, <laughs> you're legitimately like good at everything you touch. So, you know, keep up the good work, sport. <laughs> Hey man, now that's gaming. Like be that's what so I call I'm gaming. Keep touching it. But as always, folks, you guys can catch <laughs> me on the internet at Koopa NJ across platforms. Uh, got some interesting stuff to announce soon, TM. 
That's all I'm going to say. You guys just so stay tuned to me on social media. Uh, I'm on, you know, I, I stream sometimes on Twitch. I'm going to finish Breath of the Wild maybe this week. Don't hold me to that, but we'll get there eventually. Uh, follow Cooped Up Pod on the internet. Like I said, big stuff coming on the pipeline soon. So we're going to have some cool announcements coming up. I got some cool podcasts coming up, you know, for the end of the year. We're talking Christmas specials. We're talking Spider-Man. We're I'm probably going to watch Cowboy Bebop and hate it. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll touch on all of that in these upcoming weeks. <laughs> and uh, yeah, listen, everybody, thank you so much for watching and have yourselves a wonderful evening. See you guys in the next episode.